The jury is now deliberating in the war crimes trial of a San Diego-based Navy SEAL. Edward R. Gallagher stands accused of killing a wounded ISIS fighter in Iraq by stabbing him in the neck, as well as shooting at civilians multiple times. He is denied all charges and pleaded not guilty. The jury deliberated until 6 p.m. Monday evening, and I spoke with Andrew Dyer shortly after, and we discussed the closing arguments on both sides. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is Court Martial, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Andrew Dyer, you're the military reporter for the Union-Tribune, and you've been covering the ongoing Eddie Gallagher case in which the San Diego-based Navy SEAL has been accused of war crimes. Things are wrapping up in this case. Why don't you explain broadly... What's happened over the past week or so? Well, the past week we've heard the uh, defense's case. They brought out several witnesses to refute what um, was testified to before uh, by the prosecution's witnesses. Um, Prosecutors have a a number of SEALs who said that their chief stabbed a wounded prisoner in the neck, um, that he shot indiscriminately at civilians, from a sniper position, and that he shot two civili- civilians during uh, that deployment to Iraq in 2017. Um, prosecutors mm-hmm. have also charged him with retaliating against SEALs who turned him in and with obstruction of justice in connection with him attempting to intimidate potential witnesses. And today we also heard the closing arguments from both sides. Uh, let's start with um, the prosecution. What are the main points that they really hit home at the end? Well, the prosecution's case was dealt what many observers said was a serious blow uh, a week and a half ago when another SEAL, uh, Petty Officer First Class Corey Scott, said that he, not Gallagher, killed the fighter. Scott testified that after Gallagher stabbed the fighter in the neck, that he uh, covered the fighter's breathing tube uh, until he suffocated. Now, um, Mm -hmm. the judge instructed the jury today, and prosecutors uh, hit on this themselves, that to find Gallagher guilty of premeditated murder, Corey Scott's confession uh, does not prevent them from doing that. Because you could still want to kill someone and not necessarily do it, right? Well, under the law, a person can have many factors contribute to their death. Um, The stabbing doesn't have to be the final act that caused the death. Uh, What's important Uh under the law is that the intent to kill is there and that the stabbing contributed to the death of the fighter. Prosecutors argued that being stabbed in the neck is normally a, a mortal wound. And therefore, uh, premeditated murder, even if Scott uh, dealt the final blow, so to speak, um, Gallagher could still be found guilty of premeditated murder, even if the jury believes Scott's account. And that's one side, one of the things he's accused of uh, doing that that is a war crime. And there's also the shooting at civilians. Why don't you kind of walk us through those closing arguments? Well, prosecutors have uh, about three SEALs, four SEALs, I'm sorry, who who said they were in one of two sniper positions uh, when Gallagher engaged civilians. Two of them mm-hmm. said they saw uh, an old man wearing white get shot. Another one said that he saw a young girl in a flower hijab get shot. Um, now, of course, the defense 
says that these witnesses are unreliable and that they're they've concocted these stories um, against their chief and and there were defense witnesses who who refuted these accounts. But uh, prosecutors said that um, despite there being no bodies, uh, that charges of attempted murder uh, were warranted with these uh, these two alleged shootings. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did the defense wrap up their closing arguments? So the defense was very interesting. Um, Gallagher has two high-powered civilian defense attorneys. Timothy Parlatori, who's a New York City-based uh, litigator, um, and Mark Mukasey, who has another very well-known client, President Donald Trump. Uh, both Parlatori and Mukasey uh, took a swing at closing arguments. Parlatori got things started with um, the defense's theory of a mutiny amongst the junior SEALs in Gallagher's platoon, that they mm-hmm. concocted these stories over a... Uh, private WhatsApp group text called the Sewing Circle, and that they attempted to get Chief Gallagher in trouble for minor things like petty theft. Um, and when that didn't work, they uh, alleged the war crimes. This has been mm-hmm. long been a part of the the defense's theory of why these seals came forward. The allegations, uh, Parlatori kept calling them uh, entitled. Um, this idea that Gallagher is old school or an older mentality, um, whereas these SEALs are millennials or junior guys, uh, you kind of see them trying to drive a wedge between uh, an older generation and this perception of millennials as being entitled um, or undisciplined. Um, I don't know... Uh if Navy SEALs fall into those uh, stereotypes, but uh, the defense sure would like the jury to think they do. Uh, The jury went into deliberations today. What do you see as the kind of key decisions that they're going to have to make with this trial? Well, I think um, the prosecution in its rebuttal um, summed it up quite nicely. Um, Lieutenant Scott McDonald uh, gave the prosecution rebuttal, and he told the jury... um, that some somebody came into this courtroom and lied to you. Um, there are two defense witnesses, uh, a Marine Staff Sergeant, uh, Giorgio Carrillo, and a, a Navy SEAL Troop Commander, Lieutenant Commander Robert Breisch, who came in and gave testimony very friendly to the defense. Carrillo said that he was with the platoon during all of these encounters. He was in the sniper tower. He was at the scene with the ISIS fighter and that there was no stabbing. He looked under the bandage on the fighter's neck. There was no stab wounds. He said he was in the towers with Gallagher, and that Gallagher had no bad shoots, that Carrillo was the intel guy, and that Gallagher never engaged anybody that wasn't an enemy. Um, Prosecutors called him a magic witness because he was uh, there for each count in the charge sheet. I think really stood out to me in closing arguments is... Uh, in the days after this fighter was allegedly stabbed by Gallagher, he sent two text messages to two uh, friends back in the United States. And these are the photos, right? Yes. One was a photo of him posing with the dead fighter with his knife at the neck. And it said, uh, you know, cool story. Uh, I got my knife skills on. 
the other text and photo was of the group, uh, a group of the platoon seals with the dead body and Gallagher kneeling with it. And that text said, good story behind this. Got him with my hunting knife. Uh, Gallagher sent those texts. Um, one was, I think, nine days after the alleged stabbing. And one was, I think, about two weeks after the alleged stabbing. Um, and those text messages were not discovered until after NCIS raided Gallagher's home. So what, uh-huh. what um, Lieutenant McDonald told the jury was if these SEALs were going to invent a story about their chief, how would they know to invent the story that Gallagher himself already confessed to via those text messages? So in a sense, he's already corroborated some of that evidence via text in a sense. Right. So um, Chief Craig Miller said that he saw Gallagher stab the fighter and um, pretty officer first class Corey Scott testified he saw Gallagher stab the fighter. Um, when they first told NCIS their accounts, uh, they had no knowledge of these texts uh, that Gallagher had sent to his his friends in 2017. So what the prosecution is saying is, you know, the de- this defense theory that they invented these, um, you know, what a coincidence if they invented a stabbing um, when Gallagher, in fact, said it himself in, in these text messages. Uh, the defenses, of, of course, have said that these texts were jokes. They were a form of dark humor. But um, I don't know. It, I, the whole thing is just going to come down to who the jury thinks is lying. Certainly. And also, this is a military trial. Uh, what are the key differences between this and a, a civil prosecution? Well, there are seven jurors. Um, they're all male. All but one is white. And all but two of them are enlisted. Um, they're all senior enlisted uh, folks, either E8s or E9. Um, the One of the officers is a warrant officer, so uh, warrant officers come out of the enlisted ranks. And um, five of the seven jurors are Marines, uh, many of them with combat experience. And one of the sailors is uh, himself a Navy SEAL. So uh, there's a lot of combat experience in that jury. Uh, There's a lot of senior military leadership on the jury. And, um, you know, I couldn't tell you if that helps or hurts uh, Gallagher's prospects as they deliberate. Uh, They did deliberate for a little over two hours today. Uh, They asked for a recess at 6 o'clock. Their deliberations will resume Tuesday morning at 8.30. And uh, we wait for the verdict. Yeah, and in the meantime, will you be getting any new information, or is it just a waiting game until we get a verdict? It's a waiting game as of right now. Certainly. And additionally, this entire case has been really... uh, a flashpoint culturally within conservative media outlets and also within members of the military. How are you seeing those narratives develop? Because for you, it's been interesting because you've been in the courtroom every day, but you see kind of the national narrative of this case kind of come from pieces that don't really align with what you've been writing. You know, it's, it's really interesting. And I've, you know, um, the, press corps that's been covering the trial um it's pretty robust there's you know upwards of 20 reporters in court every day now um and i think in the early stages of this process um 
there wasn't a lot of reporters in the courtroom. It was often me, um, Julie Watson of the Associated Press, uh, Paul Soldra from Task and Purpose. Uh, he came down a lot. But other than that, there weren't any reporters in court. And most of the coverage that we saw were kind of from national uh, cable news outlets interviewing members of Gallagher's family. You know, of course, Navy prosecutors, you know, they weren't about to go on TV and talk about this case. So I think that allowed the family and the defense team a lot of uh, room and a lot of airtime to, to get their perspective out in the media. Of course, we also had uh, Congressman Duncan Hunter doing that same thing going on on national news and talking about the case um, and issuing statements um, to, to places like the Union Tribune. Um, but w after the trial started and you actually had reporters in the courtroom, I feel like the coverage of the case has come down to earth, so to speak, and is, is, is more based uh -huh. in what is happening in court now, which um, I think for, for people following the case, it's, it's really helpful to have, have that presence in the courtroom um, because, you know, I know people like to follow trials and this case kind of has, has everything to it. You know, the president's uh, weighed in on it. Um, there's been this intrigue with the prosecutors allegedly, you know, well, you know, attempting to track emails of the defense attorneys. Yes, the whole leaking um, thing. You know, one prosecutor was removed. You know, they tried to capture a reporter's source. I mean, it's just had so much uh, to it that um, it's it's kind of a relief to finally get into court and hear the witnesses out on both sides and um, and evaluate the case on its merits and not just on what people say on TV. And it's also worth noting that President Donald Trump has said that he might consider pardoning Gallagher if he is convicted. So that is something that could happen. Yeah, he 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 thought about doing it before we even had a trial, and um, I think due to the backlash, you know, he made a statement saying that he was going to wait until till after the legal process. All right, Andrew Dyer, thank you so much. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.